I'm Travis. I'm a heroin addict. Um, I have a sobriety date. It's May 24th of 2018. Um, I have a home group, which is actually the shot in the dark meeting, which occurred last night or Tuesday night at 7.15 in uh, Costa Mesa. Um, I have a sponsor who has a sponsor. Um, those are pretty important things for my sobriety today is the fact that I have a sponsor who knows who his sponsor is, um, the fact that I'm actively being sponsored and actively going through the steps. Um, but yeah, let me uh, share in a general way my experience, strength and hope and um, I can qualify as a heroin addict first. Um, so I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I. I don't know what I should start with. I guess I started using alcohol and weed when I was 16 or 17. Um, shortly after that, I went through college, um, skipping some of the minutiae because of the 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know about, at the end of high school, my grandfather passed away and that's when I kind of got into harder substances pills, cocaine, you name it. I was pretty much trying anything I could get my hands on for a while. Um, and then, yeah, I went to college. Um, things didn't really get better. I kind of went to college to get away from the drugs and the alcohol, but things just got worse. Um, kind of turned into a social butterfly in college, dropped out of the first school I was at in school and ended up, you know, changing majors. Um, within my first year or two of being in college. Um, fast forward, I like, you know, I was going to festivals and stuff like that throughout college. And then once I graduated college, I procrastinated everything I needed to do before, um, you know, getting out. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't know where I was gonna live. Um, and so I basically decided, okay, save some money, move back in with my parents while going from living on my own for four years, four or five years, and then moving back in with my parents. I was super depressed and couldn't find work for a while. And before I found my first job after college, I actually started using heroin for the first time. Um, so yeah, I lost that job pretty quick because I was already using heroin when I started that job. Um, and I, I, that was when my alcoholism, I like know it's my alcoholism and addiction now, but I didn't know it at the time, but I wanted to blame me losing my job, everything that wrong that happened to me, I was playing the victim and just wanted to blame it on everybody else. You know, it was the shitty coworker I worked with that like told on me or whatever. And it's like, no, they have cameras all over that place. Like my boss probably was just like checking in on people working overnights and I lost the job because I was using and because I was being irresponsible and making poor choices. So um, that was my first job after college. I went, um, I survived there maybe like four months or something like that on a six month contract. And then, I don't know, it was probably three months later in June of, June or July of 2016, I got another job. Um, I got my degree in chemistry too. I guess that's pretty important. So I was working in uh, lab testing drugs basically for a big factory in St. Louis um, while I'm shooting heroin in the parking lot. Um, that was my second job while I was in St. Louis. 
And, you know, by the time I needed help and help was offered, um, I was too far gone and I like tried to kick by myself and that didn't really work out. So I just, you know, I tried to kick on my way home from work one day, I decided to take some benzos and I like fell asleep at the wheel and broke my back in a bad car accident. Um, and that was the first time I tried, I really got help and went to treatment. Um, and I did it for all, all the wrong reasons. The first time I did it because I had legal stuff hanging over my head. I did it because my parents knew that I needed help and that's what they wanted me to do. Um, I was very much a people pleaser and a manipulator and I did it for all the wrong reasons because I knew everybody else wanted me to do it. Therefore, I wanted to do it too, just for them to be happy. And uh, I didn't really ever do anything for myself at the time. Um, so yeah, that led me into my first stint in sobriety, which was about 10 months. I did have a sponsor at that time. I worked through the steps. I got stuck on eight and nine. Um, didn't want to admit to my grandma that I'd stole a shit ton of money out of her purse every time I was there. Didn't, you know, talk to my sponsor about it, lost my emotional sobriety and probably like within two or three months of starting on my eight step letters and thinking about my ninth step amends. Um, and so, yeah, once I lost my emotional sobriety, it was another downward spiral and it just got worse and worse that time. So you know, I told myself I'd never smoke crack, I'd never shoot meth or smoke meth, and it just, it went down really fast that last time I was doing everything I told myself I wouldn't, and not really worried about the consequences, I was, like, literally trying to kill myself with things, and yeah, so that's what led me to this most recent time when I hit rock bottom was I literally was planning to kill myself with heroin and fentanyl. And I actually, instead of like picking up that next day, I literally called my family. None of them answered because they'd set good boundaries. And I finally called my dad and he was like, he didn't answer the first time I called and I called him again. And luckily my friend knew that I had like staph infection and I was like suicidal because she already had like kind of filled my family in and told them, Hey, like, he's really struggling. You need to get him help. And they, you know, had Al-Anon and all that stuff, basically helping them to like basically set those boundaries. So without those boundaries said, I probably wouldn't have survived as long as I did. Um, but yeah, that's, I asked them for help. I got back out here to California. I got sober again. Um, and that's when my sobriety date started was, you know, three days after I got sent out here or three days after I started taking meds for a staph infection, I got sent out here. And, um, so yeah, within a few weeks, I got a sponsor. I started working the steps right away. Um, something, and I was doing it for me this time. I was doing it. I had planned to stay out here the first time I was out here and just, I didn't because I took my will back. And this time I really stuck it out. Um, so yeah, I got, got to into the steps right away, finished my steps within like six or seven months. Um, the relief didn't really come to me until I had like maybe eight or nine months. I started doing commitments. That's something that was really different for me this time as I was like doing coffee, running panels, doing all these things that 
I saw other people doing it. I didn't know why, but it was suggested that I start doing them as well. So that's what really helped me to stay sober this time was literally doing the commitments, you know, building a community in this thing and staying in the middle of the herd, like they say, is like the only thing that kept me out of myself. Um, um, so yeah, let's see. I worked through the steps a few times. I'm trying to think where to go from there. So yeah, I, I did treatment. I did nine months of treatment when I got here. Um, that was really beneficial because I worked through some therapy stuff that I didn't even know was a problem from earlier in my life than I even knew I had problems. Um, and that really made a good foundation doing the steps, starting the sponsor guys, doing all those little things, those commitments and the different, um, you know, yeah, basically different commitments and promises and things like that. And like, getting outside of myself by doing little things, even driving guys to meetings once I had a car, um, just being of service everywhere I possibly could every day of my life once I got sober and I literally, you know, was in between jobs a lot throughout my first three years. Um, you know, I got three years coming up soon. So I just, it's kind of crazy how much I've changed in that amount of time i'm able to practice the principles every day now which is a miracle um but yeah i just um i don't know i've had three different sponsors this time in sobriety one went out one i didn't trust to like tell him everything so i needed to get back to work recently and just picked up this new sponsor this past year and we're already working on the four step again so and I've sponsored a lot of guys and that's something that um, has been hard too. Uh, it's not easy. It's been put me in fear. Uh, a lot of the guys that I've sponsored have gone back out and I've needed that like perspective change when I'm working with guys to be like, okay, this isn't anything I did. You know, they chose to like not take all the suggestions or not do the things that I do. And that doesn't, you know, reflect on how well I do the sponsorship thing so um but yeah just having guys go out because of this COVID and pandemic stuff has been hard so um I got back into the steps this year to have some confidence and self-esteem rebuilt for you know doing this thing and doing it well so um yeah I don't know I just it's been a crazy year it's been um I'm kind of glad that I have this to fall back on over this past year because if I didn't have a program and it wasn't working the steps and wasn't practicing the principles in all my affairs I literally would be out there like it doesn't matter how strong you think you are it's like it's 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 still there it's doing push-ups while you're you know resting on your laurels so yeah I'm just I'm really grateful for this program grateful for the people that came before me um Thank you guys for asking me and Tess to come and share. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, I'm just super grateful for this program and the steps and, you know, everything that I've gotten from it. So thanks for letting me share. Yeah.